welcome to Revitalize the Everyday Audio Bible with me, your host, Lulu Lincoln. So today we'll be, um, I'll be reading from Genesis 14, Psalm 14 and Matthew 14. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your love. Thank you for your patience. Father, thank you for not destroying us. Father, thank you for not giving us into our desires. Father, thank you for protecting us. Holy Spirit, you are the spirit of promise, of life, of love, of wisdom, of revelation. And I ask you to help me as I read your word that it would not just be reading for reading's sake, but instead illumination to my heart and soul and freedom for those who hear. You are perfect and you are pure and your word is refined and as weighty and invaluable like gold. Father, I thank you for this time to be with people that you love, to be in your word. Continue to challenge me, Holy Spirit, and Lord Jesus, draw people into your love and into salvation through wisdom that comes from the scripture. In Jesus' name, amen. Genesis 14. In the days of the Eastern kings, Amraphel of Shinar, Arioch of Elisar, Kedolamar of Elam and Tidal of Goim, they invaded the Jordan Valley near the Dead Sea and made war with Bera, king of Sodom, Beersha, king of Gomorrah, Shinab, king of Adma, Shemebah, king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, that is Zoar. All of these kings joined together as allies in the valley of Sidim, that is the Sea of Salt. Twelve years they had served Kedolamar, the most powerful king in the invading confederacy, but in the thirteenth year they rebelled. In the fourteenth year, Kedolomar and the three kings who were with him attacked and subdued the Rephaim in Ashtaroth, Karnim, the Zuzim in Ham, and Emim in Shaveh, Kiriathim, and the Horites in their mountainous country of Sir, as far as El Paran, which is on the border of the wilderness. Then they turned back and came to En Mishpat, that is Kadesh, and subdued all the country of the Amalekites and also the Amorites who lived in Hazazon Tamar. Then the king of Sodom, Gomorrah, Admar, Zeboim and Bela, that is Zoar, came out and they joined together for the battle with the invading kings in the valley of Sidim. Against Kedolomar, king of Elam and Tidal, king of Goim and Am. Raphael, king of Shena, and Arioch, king of Elisar, four kings against five. Now the valley of Sidon was full of tar, bitumen pits, and as the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled, they fell into them. But the remainder of the kings who survived fled to the hill country, then took victors, took the victors, all the possessions of Sodom and Gomorrah, and all their food supply and provisions, and left. And they also took captive Lot, Abram's nephew, and his possessions, and left, for he was living in Sodom. Then a survivor who had escaped from the invading forces on the other side of the Jordan 
came and told Abraham, the nephew, now he was living by the terebinth oaks of Mamah, the Amorite, brother of Eshcol and brother of Anna, they were allies of Abraham. When Abraham heard that his nephew Lot had been captured, he armed and led out his trained men, born in his own house, numbering 318, and went in pursuit as far north as Dan. He divided his forces against them by night, he and his servants, and attacked and defeated them and pursued them as far as Hobar, which is north of Damascus. And he brought back all the goods, and also brought back his nephew Lot and his positions, and also the women and the people. Then, after Abram's return from the defeat, slaughter of Kedolomar, and the kings who were with him, the king of Sodom went out to meet him at the valley of Shaveh, that is the king's valley. Melchizedek, king of Salem, ancient Jerusalem, brought out bread and wine for them. He was the priest of God the Most High. And Melchizedek blessed Abraham and said, Blessed, joyful, favoured be Abraham by God Most High, creator and possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed, praised and glorified be God Most High, who has given your enemies into your hand. And Abraham gave him a tenth of all the treasure he had taken in battle. The king of Sodom said to Abraham, Give me the people and keep the goods, spoils of battle for yourself. But Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have raised my hand and sworn an oath to the Lord God Most High, the creator and possessor of heaven and earth, that I would not take anything that is yours from a thread to a sandal strap, so that you could not say, I, the king of Sodom, have made Abraham rich. I will take nothing except what my young men have eaten, and the share of the spoil belonging to the men, my allies, who went with me. Aner, Eshkol, and Mamah, let them take their share of the spoils. Psalm 14 Folly and wickedness of men To the chief musician, a psalm of David the spiritually ignorant and fool has said in his heart, There is no God. They are corrupt. They have committed repulsive and unspeakable deed. There is no one who does good. The Lord has looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there are any who understand, act wisely, who truly seek after God, longing for his wisdom and guidance. They have all turned aside. Together they have become corrupt. There is no one who does good, not even one. Have all the workers of wickedness and injustice no knowledge, who eat up my people as they eat bread, and do not call upon the Lord? There they tremble with great fear. For God is with the consistently righteous generation. You evildoers shamefully plan against the poor, but the Lord is his safe refuge. Oh, that salvation of Israel would come out of Zion when the Lord restores his captive people. Then Jacob will rejoice. Israel will be glad. Matthew 14. At that time, Herod, Antipas, the Tetrarch, who governed a portion of Palestine, including Galilee and Perea, heard the reports about Jesus and said to his attendants, This is John the Baptist. 
he has been raised from the dead, and that is why the miraculous powers are at work in him. For Herod had John arrested and bound him and put him in prison at the fortress of Machaerus, east of the Jordan, to keep him away, because of Herodias, the wife of his brother Philip. For John had said to him, It is not lawful, morally right, for you to have her living with you as your wife. Although Herod wished to have him put to death, he feared the people, for they regarded John as a prophet. But when Herod's birthday came, his niece Salome, the daughter of Herodias, danced immodestly before them and pleased and fascinated Herod. So much that he promised with an oath to give her whatever she asked. She, being coached by her mother, Herodias, said, Give me here on a platter the head of John the Baptist. The king was distressed, but because of his oaths and because of his dinner guests, he ordered it to be given to her. He sent and had John beheaded in prison. His head was brought on a platter and given to the girl, and she brought it to her mother, Herodias. And John's disciples came and took away the body and buried it. Then they went and told Jesus. When Jesus heard about John, he learned he left there privately in a boat and went to a secluded place. But when the crowds heard of this, they followed him on foot from the cities. When he went ashore, he saw a large crowd and he felt profound compassion for them and healed their sick. When evening came, the disciples came to him and said this is an isolated place and the hour is already late send the crowds away so that we may go into the villages and buy food that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves but Jesus said to them do not um, send them away they do not need to go away you give them something to eat they replied we have nothing here except five loaves and two fish he said Bring them here to me. And then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. And he took the five loaves and the two fish. And looking up toward heaven, he blessed, he broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the people. And they all ate and they were satisfied. They picked up 12 full baskets of the leftover broken pieces. There were about 5,000 men who ate, besides women and children. Immediately, he directed the disciples to get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, while he sent the crowds away. After he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And when it was evening, he was there alone. But the boat, by this time, was already a long distance from the land, tossed and battered by the waves, and for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, that's 3 a.m. to 6 a.m., Jesus came to them walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and they said, it is a ghost, and they cried out in fear. But immediately he spoke to them, saying, take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. Peter replied to him, Lord, if if it really is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, come. 
So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But then he saw the effects of the wind and he was frightened and he began to sink and he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus extended his hand and caught him saying, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those in the boat worshipped him with awe-inspired reverence, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. When they had crossed over the sea, they went ashore at Gennesaret. And when the men of that place recognised him, they sent the word throughout all the surrounding district and brought to him all who were sick. And they begged him to let them merely touch the fringe of his robe, and all who touched it were perfectly restored. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, when I read your word, I am absolutely amazed by the, the volume and the depth and the vastness of it and how much of history it covers. And in fact, it's the most important part of our human history because it's our um, our heritage of faith. And you laid all these books down. Um, divinely inspired men of God wrote these things, chronicles, chapters, genealogies, uh, places, locations. And I think, why is that important? And it's important because, Father, you are the creator of all things. And you redeemed all of mankind through Christ because sin came into the world sin came into man's heart and we grew further and further away from you and so father I guess what I'm asking you for now is to restore us to obedience to train us through your word to live in righteousness publicly and um, privately doing things your way and conforming to your will. There is no change without truth, Lord. So help us to receive this truth and to live not in folly, like the one who said, oh, there is no God, like a complete and utter fool. But help us to not just to know you, but to believe in you and to walk in your ways. Our Lord Jesus lived in a human body and experienced grief His cousin was beheaded and he still had to go out and minister to people who were hungry, spiritually and physically. And I believe that we have that same power. So Holy Spirit, would you come now? I honour you and I love you, Holy Spirit. Would you fill us and those who are listening, would you empower them to move in compassion, to feed the poor, to preach the gospel to those who need to hear it? I'm really only a vessel and one of many channels available to to share and pray for the people of God. And if you desire, Father, multiply me. But I'm one person. So as I do this work for you, would you extend it far and wide that those who do not know you will hear from you, will see you and read your word and trust in you surrendering their entire being to you and and having confidence in your in your goodness your power and your wisdom you're my only god and i surrender my day i surrender my my family my business ministry everything that um i think about 
Forgive me for being self-centered, but I just want to lay that down to you now. And I encourage others to do the same by the power of the Holy Spirit. Have your perfect way in us today, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now I'm going to hand you over to Naya, who will lead you in a prayer of salvation. Please listen to each line and repeat um, after her. Thank you, Naya. Lord Jesus, thank you for giving your life for me and giving me and forgiving me of my sin, so I can have a personal relationship with you. I am sincerely sorry for the mistakes I've made, and I know I need you to help me live right. Your word says in Romans 10 verse 9, if you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I believe you are the Son of God and I confess you as my Saviour and Lord. Take me just as I am and work in my heart, making me the person you want me to be. I want to live for you, Jesus, and I am so grateful to, grateful to you for giving me a fresh start in the new life with you today. I love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank Amen. you so much, Naya <laughs> and Jaden. Now, if that was your first time praying the prayer of salvation, we would like to warmly welcome you into the family of God. It's the best decision that you'll ever make. And um, <laughs> I would like to encourage you to join your local church online, read your Bible every single day, listen to music that glorifies God, surround yourself with um, other believers, like-minded people, people proclaiming Jesus Christ as Lord. And just remember that you are absolutely loved and so valued and you made the best decision today to follow Christ. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.